0: Hi, I'm Eric Dewey from the Socially Awkward Studios, Science and Beer, and Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, and you're listening to another proud presentation of the Four Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows at foureyedradio.com.
1: All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Transmission. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast Supplemental on the 4 Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This episode, Endgame Commentary. I'm Aaron, and with me today is Eric. This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the 4 Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl, and more visit americajoy.com. This episode is a new special series where we will provide commentary to be played along with an episode of Star Trek. Today, we will be providing commentary for a Star Trek Voyager's finale endgame. So, cue up the episode and get ready to play it. Right... Uh, now, okay. All right. I always thought this was cool with uh, the fireworks.
0: Uh, yeah, I did too. I I was pretty surprised because I was like, "Wow, Voyager's home already! Like, what's going on?" Right. And then it's like, "Oh, now they're doing the future."
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Voyager does, isn't it? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Voyager does a little bit more time travel than um most series. Yeah. And then we have old Janeway,
1: right, Admiral Janeway.
0: I like the touch of um. The Voyager mug that mm-hmm. she had, and that it was uh... dented, oh. um, so it, sa- it means she kept the same mug uh, right. from Voyager. So I, I thought that was a nice touch, mm. something I didn't notice before, <laughs> actually, until just seeing it right now.
1: Yeah, I've never noticed that either. I don't. <sighs> I don't know how many times I've watched this episode of uh, Star War- uh, <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars <laughs> wrong <laughs> of uh, Star Trek. I know I saw it um, live. Well, not live, but when it first aired. Yeah. And oh, that's live. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe once after that.
0: Yeah, I've um, I've seen this episode maybe three times when it when it first aired
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it was actually kind of funny when um, when Voyager ended it was uh, I want to say what the like uh,
2: 2001
0: that sounds about right not because it started in 95 mm-hmm. and 95 96 they had like the first and second season so yeah 2001. So I was in college at the time. Okay. And I was learning uh Photoshop, Illustrator, all that stuff. Yeah. And I actually had a kind of a finale party with a couple of my friends. And awesome. I did this really cool like end game poster. <laughs> and I did it for an assignment for one of my classes. So Oh, nice. So I was pretty excited, you know, about new Okay, now after the theme song, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you like these uniforms? I'm actually not a big fan of them, mm. uh, just because I, I don't like the return of like the solid color. I gotcha. each Department, right? Um, but it's a nice reuse of the future uniforms from the finale of Next Generation, right? It's a Good way to tie it in. Uh, definitely. It's
1: weird seeing Harry Kim look so old. Yeah. Um. And he finally got promoted. Look at that.
0: And <laughs> what a big jump it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you think about the um old age effects in Star Trek? Uh, it's they usually hit or miss.
1: Yeah, it's usually not done that well. Uh, the only time I thought it was well done was with uh, Data's creator.
0: Yeah, yeah, Noonan and Soong. Yeah.
1: I always thought this was weird with the doctor. How he uh, was married and...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And Tom really lost on the hair battle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doctor's kind of a pimp. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a babe. Yeah. And Joe. Yeah. Not... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was funny as well they picked Joe such a such you know, a
0: common yeah. random name that, I mean it's compared to what all the choices that the doctor has aspired to in picking a name mm. Joe seems kind of like a cop out
1: yeah but I guess if you were going to get married you would definitely need a name
0: yeah. So we, we get the time frame, it's 33 years since Voyager entered the Delta Quadrant. Mm. Um, G- B'Elanna is in the Klingon Council, which is interesting. Mm. She really embraced her Klingon side. Yeah. And it's weird. Oh, go ahead. No, you go
1: ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it's weird seeing uh, Janeway look so old with the white hair.
0: Yeah. Um, although, oh, not another great touch. I'm so glad that um, Barkley was a recurring character in the later seasons of Voyager. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad they really brought that character back i I was always a big fan of of barkley and I, I I'm glad that he showed up in Voyager and also in the finale,
1: yeah, I thought Barclay's character definitely evolved within Voyager mm-hmm oh the board <laughs> oh uh. <laughs> The uh, hologram holodeck thing was cool, though.
0: Yeah, um, kind of reminiscent of when the Defiant had that hollow communication system.
1: Right. <laughs> I thought the cadet uniforms were cool.
0: Yeah, um, they kind of remind me of the uh, JJ uh, two thousand nine. Uh cadet uniforms with the gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Janeway would know about temporal mechanics.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I I think this was uh it was it was kinda sad to find out that seven died. Mm. What uh, spoiler Oh <laughs> Well, <laughs> edit that, <laughs> or, not. Or, or bleep it. You can bleep yeah. it. Like when, boop, spoiler.
1: <laughs> Actually, uh completely forgot about that. Yeah. I don't understand why they feel the need to have transparent glass be like the, um, the future.
0: yeah kind of because we can do that now i i don't know yeah or we can have something close to it Mm -hmm. um i I really wasn't bothered by it It at least makes their old desktop computers you know advance slightly
1: yeah but i mean look how bulky the bottom part was to it
0: (laughs) yeah that was that was kind of ridiculous And there's Tuvok. Yeah, he's uh, as they said earlier in the episode, degenerating from this uh, condition. Mm. But it's, I I I think it's really touching um, to see their friendship go farther into the future. And uh, th- they were always close friends even before uh, the series started, and it's a friendship that'll kind of go into the future it actually reminds me a lot of uh spock and and kirk in terms of uh friendship mm. i i really liked um all the props in in this scene uh, with all the vulcan script yeah uh, that he's writing uh it does really nice touch
1: Yeah, as opposed to, like, English or... Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I've always liked that style of uh, communicator, though. Um, Even though I didn't like the the suits as much, Mm -hmm. I thought that insignia was pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it was definitely... um, It definitely looked like it would be the future evolution of a communicator. Mm -hmm.
0: Hopefully it has a, a bit more functionality in the future. I doubt it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be cool if it had, like, a built-in transporter.
0: Yeah, we kind of saw that in um, the portable transporter and uh, Nemesis. Right.
1: That, that would be cool if they could add that in. I, I don't think we'll see much of the... F- uh, Prime timeline at all now that JJ has uh, Um, these movies.
0: I definitely think it's time for a new Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think it's been long enough, and uh, it it seems like everyone's in Star Trek mode now with with these movies. I, I think it's, personally, I think it's a prime time. Oh, interesting note that Cash Shot is the Season 4 uh, promotional image for Voyager. Oh, okay. So, nice little prop no, definitely. thing there. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's time for a new Star Trek series. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see it in the Prime Universe. It
1: probably would be easier to do one in the Prime Universe.
0: Now... I noticed that the doctor does not have his hollow emitter. Oh, he doesn't? I I don't think he does. I I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So I don't know if they've like maybe integrated it into his like into the middle of his holographic matrix or something or hmm. or they figured out another way to project him.
1: Hmm. Have you ever seen uh Red Dwarf?
0: Um, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it.
1: They have a hologram and in the in the center there was a, a hollow emitter inside mm-hmm. that would project him so he could go, you know, places without having the need of a hollow emitter.
0: Oh, see. Okay.
1: Uh so it would be similar to that. So it yeah, wouldn't the- be a it wouldn't be a new idea.
0: Right. Or, I'm sure the doctor could, you know, modify his matrix to hide the emitter holographically. It doesn't (laughs) seem like it would be that big of a thing to do. Right. And that way, I think it would be less of a target as it was in Voyager. (laughs) Right.
1: It's interesting how everyone's just helping her to change the past.
0: Yeah, um, it, it is pretty interesting, considering that you know we've seen the temporal prime directive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the temporal uh, agency, that uh, temporal investigation agency. Right. So we know that Starfleet doesn't like people messing with the timeline. hmm Um. So yeah, either Janeway really convinced these people to help her. Or, you know, maybe she told them something differently. I I don't know.
1: Right. And there's always the potential that she can make things worse.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and... Oh, yeah, Chakotay.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, that was another thing I hated about the, towards the end of Voyager, like the last few episodes, they really shoehorned that relationship with Chakotay and Seven. Mm-hmm. I, I was never a big fan of that, and I, I know a lot of people weren't. Right. Um, but yeah, obviously Janeway and Chakotay had um, a history and... yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now we're back into the present day, Voyager. Cause Tom actually has hair now. <laughs> 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 At least it's uh, pretty convenient to be so close to the ship's doctor and mm-hmm. I guess when you're when you're pregnant on a starship <laughs> that's true I think that's pretty funny that um there's false uh labor pains mm-hmm. cuz the baby is so Aggressive, just like a Klingon.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, (laughs)
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, crewman. Crewman Chell, who we haven't seen since uh, the first season finale of uh, *Learning Curve*, so kind of a kind of a callback to that. Um, *Voyager* had a lot of good um, internal continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was subtle, but um, I really appreciated that they always mention past events and Mm -hmm. stuff up. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) I do not sail this ship. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Anyways, they're talking about uh, Shell taking over the uh, mess hall because uh, a couple episodes, uh, Neelix uh, left the ship. Right. Right. Oh, you would
1: think this, in you would think in seven years they would have uh ran out of alcohol.
0: Yeah. Who who knows? It's probably uh synthohol.
1: Uh yeah, that's true. Oh, um, we talked about this game a few um episodes ago.
0: Yeah, in our uh, in our game uh podcast mm-hmm. uh, i always thought uh, kowto was pretty interesting but yeah i think this is the first time we've seen it played against two people okay. um it, usually it's against uh one person but Uh so I guess this is implying that uh Tuvok's starting to lose it a little bit. Right. Tuvok was definitely one of my favorite characters in in Voyager.
2: Yeah.
1: I thought it was interesting that they um, had him as, a, I believe, an ensign aboard the Excelsior.
0: Yeah. And then, <laughs> so why didn't he advance much in all that time? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think at one point, either it was mentioned in the show, or. Or one of the books, which I know isn't canon, but it kind of explains things. Yeah. Uh, I think that at one point, Tuvok did take a sabbatical from Starfleet uh, to raise his family.
1: I think I did hear that
0: as well. Yeah. Which, you know, for Vulcans, since they live such long lives, it's uh, probably not that uncommon for them to take uh, those types of leaves of... Leave of absences from Starfleet. Yeah.
1: I think it's good that they were able to get Neil's in to the last episode.
0: Yeah, same here. And and another game that yeah. we mentioned, um
1: I guess all the games were just in this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but but that that's kind of funny that um not just two scenes ago we we were seeing another game. Yeah. So Kalto and Codascot, that's
2: hmm.
1: I find it odd that they weren't able to remove that eyepiece.
0: Um. Well, I know that when, um, when Seven of Nine was first uh, being de assimilated, I guess mm-hmm. uh, the doctor mentioned that there were some parts that he couldn't remove just because they were so integrated into her system, and removing them would be, uh dangerous to... I mean, it would physically damage her permanently.
1: Well, she had been a a drone since a child, so...
0: Yeah, so, yeah, obviously those components have been more deeply integrated. Hmm. And, you know, who knows how much or how little of the technology they got rid of Obviously, they got rid of a lot of the external components, but mm-hmm. most of the internal ones could have been kept intact. Right. Uh, because she she does ex- display a lot more uh, strength than a regular human.
1: Yeah. And now we're back to the future?
0: Yeah, I, I really like that they're telling a, a parallel story. Mm-hmm. That that you can see like where the beginning of these events happened in the real timeline and how they resulted into the um future timeline.
1: Right. In this uh that other doctor's wearing uh <laughs> Crusher's lab coat.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: It might not be the same one, but it looks awfully similar.
0: Yes, yeah, definitely the same concept. I ne- I never got why they would wear that unless they just wanted to feel more doctory or yeah. have more pockets or something. I I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, um, another interesting thing to note is in when we saw the final episode, um, All Good Things, Next Generation, mm-hmm. Data as an artificial being chose to um, age artificially himself. age himself. Right. And it's interesting that the doctor uh, did not. Right. Yeah, it's uh, not that I think about it, it's kind of interesting how much um, this episode parallels uh, all good things. Hmm. Like, you know, going to the future, you know, seeing the future, trying to change the future. Yeah. I know it doesn't involve Q, um, who we have <laughs> seen in Voyager before, but uh, I, I just find it interesting that both of those season finales um, deal with the future in some way
1: right it, it would have been cool and if they tied the caretaker or the caretaker's race into the final episode
0: yeah i i think that would have been a nice um kind of putting a nice bookend to the right. whole series um but the i i can see why they went with the borg uh yeah. Since Voyager was dealing with them for so long and right. maybe they wanted to put uh kind of an end to the Borg as well.
1: Right. So I don't I don't think the Borg are
0: No, neither do I. Yeah. I I know we'll talk about this in our uh Borg segment uh, yeah. coming up. But yeah, I, I I think the Borg are just uh Disabled. Right.
1: I do like the shuttlecraft, Janeway's shuttlecraft, uh-huh. in this episode, especially the colors. I think the colors are awesome.
0: Yeah, it was a nice uh, nice design on the speedboat shuttle. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. Uh, M- Muriel is uh, def- definitely uh, her daughter's mother. Mm.
1: For some reason, I expected her cranial ridges to be less pronounced.
0: Yeah, considering she'd be like a quarter Klingon. Yeah. Um, I was too, but I, I guess you can always argue that um, maybe Klingon DNA is just more progressive. That's true. <laughs> As with everything, with their species, <laughs> aggressive <Right>. and.
1: <laughs> I guess compared to these guys, it's uh, less pronounced. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, this Klingon um is played by. Oh God, I forget his name. Uh the guy who played Admiral Forrest in Enterprise. He's played like okay. countless Star Trek aliens throughout the uh-huh. franchise. Okay. Um, and actually, Enterprise. uh his character, Admiral Forrest, was the first time he was a Star Trek character without any makeup. Hmm. I like that character. Yeah, me too.
1: Oh, I, I see that now. I see it's him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can just tell from the voice. He has such a distinctive uh, voice. And kind of funny that, uh, that Janeway is going to the Klingons for a, a temporal device to propel her into the future.
1: Well, there was that episode where Worf's son Alexander traveled back in time.
0: Oh, that's well. That's all right. That's all right.
1: So I wonder if that's a continuity that they intentionally did. Yeah.
0: I forgot. What, I may have missed that point, but why are they going into this nebula?
1: Um, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I think we were talking.
0: Oh okay. Uh oh, Tritanium signature that does that mean the Borg.
1: Well maybe they don't know what it is.
0: okay. Holy crap! Dun dun dun, it's the Borg. A uh, huge ship. <laughs> Tom <laughs> look out. <laughs> Duck! <laughs> well, I guess I thought it was funny that they they would duck like 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 they're gonna be able to avoid it. Yeah. Uh oh. And Alice Cringe returns as the Borg Queen from First Contact. <laughs> I always thought that was so awesome when um. When the trailers came out for for this episode, I was like, oh, my God, she's back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Harry, let's go back to the board. He always has terrible ideas. (laughs) Terrible,
1: terrible (laughs) ideas. That's why it took him so long to get promoted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Janeway foreshadowing. Oh, snap. Uh, I love Voyager. Such a great ship. What, the design of the ship? Yeah, yeah, the design of the ship. I, I really uh, like uh, the look of it. Uh. <laughs>
1: Their relationship kind of echoes um, uh, O'Brien and Bashir, I think, a little bit. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I can see that. But I, I think um, they be, they definitely became faster friends than uh, Bashir and O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And th- this is another good theme running through the episode. Um, like, like Tom saying, well, th- I am home. This is my home. Mm. Um, and especially in all of Voyager, um, family being a theme. Like, we're a family. You know, the ship is our home. Right. Um, uh, those those have always been really strong themes of Voyager. and. You know, maybe in the end the goal wasn't like, let's get to Earth. Maybe it's was finding out that, you know, all you need, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. I I don't know, <laughs> but I, I I've always liked that that theme running through mm. Voyager. I have no idea what a bi radial clamp is.
1: (laughs) No, must be a Borg thing.
0: Continuity.
2: (laughs) Ah.
1: Oh, so that's why she is the way she is.
0: <laughs> yeah, the there's a episode a, a few episodes before this where one of her Borg implants was uh really causing her trouble to experience maybe higher emotions. I see. Uh more intense emotions. Um mm-hmm. it was actually causing her physical pain. Interesting. And at the time it was uh deemed too risky uh, to attempt the procedure. Hmm.
1: I find that's very odd, since we've seen uh, Borg drones in the past that seem to exhibit full range of emotions with more Borg technology attached to them.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean, it it begs the question whether... Um, the, their previous encounters with the board queen especially since seven got so close mm-hmm. maybe they changed seven somehow mm-hmm. um some something along those lines yeah or it could just be plot device oh yeah i'm, I'm sure <laughs> that's what it is i mean yeah i could probably come up with a dozen truck explanations of <laughs> <laughs> what it might be yeah And that's one of the great things I love about Star Trek is that, you know, we can just, like, debate, like, a single point of the show, and Mm -hmm. we can talk about it for hours, which is kind of what we do on our podcast. Right. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah, and this is the debut of the... um, 25th century style uh, tricorders and phasers. Yeah. I don't even know why they would let her get even remotely close to that thing. Right. And the Batman armor. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the plate of armor is cool and all. But. But. I mean, shouldn't the Enterprise nemesis have this?
0: Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, See, the Defiant had a blade of armor. It it Mm -hmm. had sections of the hull that were designed to be burned away.
1: Right, yeah.
0: This technology is more like replicating armor. Right. Excessive amounts of armor, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get an a Equinox-style ship. Right. I believe Nova-class. Yeah, Nova-class. And captained by Harry Kim. <laughs> but, um, yeah, going back to the uh, Batman armor, mm-hmm. um, at least in, in the books, um, the after... The, the like the alternate or the next season of, of Voyager that was continued in the books, mm-hmm. uh, Voyager was actually um, decommissioned for almost a year because Starfleet was stripping Voyager of all the technology it brought back from the Delta Quadrant mm-hmm. and also classifying a lot of it, uh, especially see. the slipstream drive, uh, the... A blade of armor that they acquired from the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the books at least, they started integrating slipstream technology into the fleet mm-hmm. um, post Voyager. But I think that the armor is a little bit too advanced. Right. And it runs the risk of the Borg adapting to it too early.
1: Mm, I suppose not quite sure that they would be worried about that though yeah <laughs> i like how she justifies what she's doing
0: yeah yeah i think um i think this is a part of jane way that a lot of people didn't like how headstrong she was Mm -hmm. Um, and also really stubborn uh, when you think about it. Um, I I know she's definitely had to make hard choices throughout the show um, in terms of sacrificing, you know, when they get home, balancing the prime directive.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Okay. To me that was a waste beaming into <laughs> someone's quarters.
1: Yeah. Oh, and here's some flowers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh Blah <laughs> This whole this whole romance, it's wrong. I don't like it. For the record, I totally ship Janeway and Chicote. You ship them? Yeah, <laughs> it means I I see them together more than oh okay seven and Chicote. oh like relationship with them yeah yeah oh okay I got gotcha. you yeah internet slang whatever <laughs> oh, I see but especially early on in the series um mm-hmm. they 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 really had a really strong relationship and. I mean throughout the series, Janeway and Chakotay do. Yeah. I I just wish they I know Star Trek isn't a big soap opera or whatever, but right. um that that's why in, in the books I, I like how they continued the story and Seven and Chakotay aren't together. Right. <laughs> I, I think the books are a good read. Especially if you're a fan of Voyager and uh, Want to see the continuing adventures. Yeah. Ah, uh, good old temporal rift. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be doing it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another cool uh design subtle design change is the color shift in the um mm. it it almost is more of a Cardassian color scheme with the the greens and the the purples
1: i was uh thinking with some of those um colors it looked more like the original series movie kind of colors.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point.
1: That we saw on the Oscars. I
0: <laughs> have not seen that clip yet. Um, I, I, I have to say, I didn't see the whole Kirk on the Oscars.
1: Yeah, I, I turned it on as... It was almost over because I saw someone on Facebook saying, oh, Star Trek on the Oscars. I was like,
0: what? (laughs) Yeah, usually I don't watch award shows. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. But William Shatner said that that was his actual uh, costume from the movies that he wore. I don't think he would be able to fit into it, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. I don't know, maybe. Maybe.
1: Uh maybe. I like these uh, these Klingon uh, ships. I think the Navar class. Ah. Uh,
0: well, was that um, the future class that we saw in um, All Good Things? I think so. Yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of Klingon uh, ship design.
0: Oh yeah, it's really great. Um. Speaking of, uh, if you follow uh, Doug Drexler on um, uh, on Facebook, also, um, I think, um, Herman Zimmerman, or no, Rick Sternbach, both mm-hmm. of them actually posted some uh, interesting um, Klingon diagrams on their pages. I'll have to and check that out. Ship details. Yeah, uh, check uh, Rick Sternbach's uh, Facebook. Um, He posted a lot of close-up details for, like, cutaways for birds of prey and stuff that Mm. I've never seen before and I thought were really cool. Oh, cool. Anyways, WTF, future (laughs) ship. I like how Tom's all like, what? (laughs)
1: Even though he actually doesn't see anything.
0: (laughs) Can you outrank yourself? That's a little weird. That was easy. Yeah, another problem with Voyager. It always seems like um, they use that damn deflector dish for everything. Mm.
1: Uh oh, the Borg now.
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Why? Why do they even need to use a view screen? I think that's more for our purposes. <laughs> I guess. Because than... <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. that I think about it, they should just be able to tell. Yeah. And that looked nothing like the one Lacutus used.
0: No, it really didn't. Which was more like a holograph. Uh, a hologram, wasn't it?
1: I think so. Because like, it was like, just projected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Even Janeway's like, I would never drink tea. <laughs> Uh, I I like that uh, little tidbit. Since Voyager can land on the surface, uh, that they actually landed it on San Francisco and have a museum. Interesting.
1: I never personally. I never really like that. It's funny that she's smelling the coffee. <laughs> like, oh, I miss this. <laughs> timeline is going to be altered anyway just drink it (laughs) seriously
0: (laughs) especially when she just mentioned oh you'll meet that alien species in a few years well not really if you alter the timeline (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i really like um how star trek has been able to do uh split screens very effectively, mm. especially with the um, onset of computer uh, graphics and CGI.
1: Yeah. I thought they did that well with uh, Data and Lore and his uh, creator. that that was always done well.
0: Yeah, that must have been a real pain in the neck, though, <laughs> to yeah. coordinate all that. Oh, yeah, because in the episode there were all three of them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you got more of like a, a per, the Professor Clump or whatever situation with yeah. like Eddie Murphy. You're right. I mean, it's. I guess it would be easier to do it on a movie budget, but with <laughs> with TV, you gotta find a better way to do it. I guess.
2: Yeah. There were already casualties.
1: <laughs> it seems like she doesn't like her future self at all.
0: Yeah, which is which is why I think how things play out in the episode um as they do. Um maybe Janeway doesn't like to see the the bitter old woman that she's become. Because I, I really think future Janeway is definitely jaded. Right. Um, and again, I mean, she's... Like her younger self, she's trying to protect the crew of Voyager. She's trying to get them home safely. And she wants this, our timeline, Janeway, to have a, a, a better future than maybe what she's gone through.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Doctor towards the end of this series.
0: Oh, I, I've I've always liked the Doctor. He's he's one of my favorite characters. But yeah, I I agree. He's uh, he's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's really funny.
1: Yeah, he's definitely um comic relief, I think.
0: But but not not total like yuck, yuck, you know no, like. No, not like slapstick. Nealix.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's odd that they would have created a a neural implant. Uh huh. Um. That would
0: essentially make them more Borg like. Ah, yeah, that's, um. That's another good point. Yeah, to control a ship with your mind through an, a neural interface. Yeah. Um, uh, you would think that that was. That would be something that Janeway would be against. Right. right. Or that but maybe really, the Federation would outlaw. Really cool, uh shot right there, installing mm-hmm. the ablative armor. Um, I always love when they focus in on details of the ship like that. That was a great shot because you could actually see uh, crewmen quarters through the windows. mm
2: Oh snap! oh the Borg <laughs> hmm. oh.
0: kind of creep, kind of creepy when uh the Borg bring up the <laughs> concept of family, yeah. I wouldn't want to piss her off. No, <laughs> me neither. Well, see, we got um, we got the little holographic screen there, uh, kind, of like, yeah. kind of like yeah, like best of both worlds. That's true.
1: Well, I guess the I mean the Borg internal oh well, the Borg design as a whole changed a lot between best of both worlds and. For, uh first contact
0: right, and also even the uh, q who and best of both worlds yeah. they they were getting better at it right um i I think it's kind of cool because from like a trek universe standpoint, it just shows how much the Borg and how quickly they can evolve that's true,
1: though they with uh first contact they they kind of imply that the borg looked that way the whole time
0: yeah they they did a little retconning with um uh with showing lacutus in the updated and again it could be another issue of like the klingon foreheads
1: oh yeah yeah that's totally what it is
0: yeah But I, I, from a Trek universe standpoint, I like to think of it as the Borg are just evolving. Evolving, yeah.
1: It would have been awesome if if they, like, (laughs) made
0: it that way. If, like,
1: they actually showed it that way.
0: Yeah. Or or, (laughs) or maybe show, like, come across a ship that maybe has Borg that's been out of touch with the Collective for a long time.
1: Yeah, a, that would have been really cool if they did that.
0: Yeah, and see, you know, guys in in black spandex suits with like <laughs> computer parts taped to them. Right. <laughs> but even for the time for Q who, it was just such a menacing, mm. yeah, menacing enemy. It was just you really didn't know anything about them, and right. They were so alien to what you think as an alien aggressor was. I mean they were ignoring people.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll get into that on our um our Borg episode, but originally they were only interested in technology. Mm-hmm. And then with Best of Both Worlds they've they expanded it into um biological as well. Yeah. Which I think made them a little more scarier.
0: Definitely, and with um, when the, there's an episode of Voyager, there's several mentions where Seven um, mentions how certain species gave them certain biological adaptations,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and th- that was always pretty. Uh, pretty interesting to me especially since um i think one of the episodes they mentioned humans and how basic we are we don't really have compared to most of the aliens that they assimilate mm. we really don't have a lot to offer right it almost seems like humans are kind of like the base humanoid form right um you know we don't have two hearts we don't We we don't have incredible strength, Mm -hmm. so that always interested me in you know why the Borg was so infatuated with assimilating us, right? And then it gets more into like a revenge, yeah. And is that and I think that's being driven more by the Borg Queen. (laughs) Oh, Tom.
1: (laughs) Now, one of the things I wish they they kept was Paris was based on the character that he played in The Next Generation.
0: Yes. Um, He was actually supposed to be the same character. Right. But what happened was if they named him the same character... Mm-hmm. every episode they would have to give the original writer of that episode some royalties. Oh, really? So okay. they would have to give him royalties for the entire franchise of Voyager. I <laughs> see why they didn't do it then. Exactly. <laughs> so, basically, he's the same character. He he is Nick Locarno. Right. But not really. Sa- same... Same archetype, though. Right.
1: But they sure of them was just, like, changed the name slightly. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I think this is, I I do think this is a really cool effect.
1: It's cool, but they certainly did install that fairly quickly, considering they're nowhere near a starbase. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> and that's that's another thing that um, I wish Voyager did more of was let's show us the progressive damage of the ship. Mm. Um, the only time we really saw that was in Year of Hell. Right. And what I liked about Enterprise was they actually made it a point that if the ship got damaged. It took them a long time to fix it. Right. Especially when they were damaged by the uh, uh, Romulan mine in Minefield. Oh,
1: right. That was a good episode. Yeah.
0: One thing that did bother me in, in all the later seasons oh, of star cool. trek. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um what? The the transphasic torpedoes, they also upgraded. Oh. It. Okay, yes. I
1: completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so not only was it the ablative armor, but it's transphasic torpedoes. Hmm. Whatever the hell that means. Right. <laughs> And we see a Borg Unimatrix. Transwarp mm. Hub. Kinda of cool that they're um that they're using a star to power it. Yeah. Uh. Um yeah, so the six transwarp hubs in the galaxy. Mhm. The Borg also have transwarp drives. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like how does this all work? How does transwarp work? Right. Cuz
1: in descent there was they seem to have like these areas of space where they just moved into and then automatically appeared somewhere else, like kind of like a wormhole.
0: Oh. Well, here we go. So, uh. so I guess what we were seeing in Descent was the Borg going into one of these conduits that the hubs are connected to. Mm. And I think the transwarp drives allow access to those conduits. I see. So we've got a hub network so we got the hub network and then the transwarp space that these conduits that the Borg uh, can fly into with their transwarp drives. So it, it makes a little bit of sense.
1: Right.
0: I'll have to uh, rewind that at some point, but, but they did show all six uh, hubs in the galaxy. Hmm.
1: Um, uh, so try to pinpoint where they are? Yeah.
0: I, I love the design of the hub too. I, I like that um, kind of echoing how the the Borg are in a hive mind, like bees, mm. and it's kind of like this like honeycomb network.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like a kind of like a fractal kind of
0: yeah design, which is pretty cool considering how um, the Borg. Love geometric shapes. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. I always wish that we saw the uh, ship from Descent.
0: Oh, that that type of Borg ship? Right. Yeah.
1: They they do show it. uh, Well, they don't show the ship. They show a design on a screen and say it's a uh, type of mine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was meant to be the same uh, ship. Right. Because that thing was huge. There's no way that was a mine.
0: <laughs> you could probably blow up a planet with that thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, snap. No, Chakota and Seven get married. What? <laughs> that's a pretty significant number. Twenty-two. Yeah, that's um, considering the Voyager had like a crew of one hundred and forty. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty big chunk.
1: I I don't understand why she wouldn't have traveled to maybe, say, the incident with the caretaker and just send them
0: home. Uh, yeah, but then maybe Janeway or future Janeway thinks that obviously saving Seven from the Collective was a good thing for Voyager. I suppose. Um but maybe she thought that up to that point things were good enough. Like because you know if you go all the way back to caretaker, well then Tom and Bellana never meet. Mhm. You know, so I I think really it was Admiral janeway protecting her family at that time. I see. Like Oh quoting Ambassador Spock is always a good thing <laughs> <laughs> i I think we we'll
1: see that line in the next movie. Oh, definitely.
0: It was just, <laughs> she should let
1: go of the past.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I Yeah, they, they really make it so that you really dislike Admiral Janeway. Um, yeah. And I, I I think that's why the Janeway of this timeline, she kind of saw what she could become, and... Um, even though she ac- accepted her help, um, you know, maybe it was a good thing that they they could change their future. Mm. This is a total coffee party, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
1: Maybe you should
0: <laughs> yeah there's um i I think uh towards the beginning of of this season or um episode called night, janeway was really regretful of ever you know destroying the caretaker array and stranding all these people Mm -hmm. i think this episode she finally comes to terms with what happened yeah and now she sees an opportunity to get them home you know with you know the least amount of i i don't know damage or she she sees an opportunity um Well, Harry's big speech. <laughs> Maybe it's the <laughs> journey. <laughs> Little lame. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of feel bad for Harry. He, he never got promoted. Right. <laughs> Um, Lieutenant Paris got demoted, demoted to ensign and then re-promoted. You're right, in the span of of seven years. So, yeah, I I think Harry got the short end of of the stick on on that one. Yeah, totally. Because he he was a pretty good officer. Yeah. And plus uh, they trusted him with uh, command of the night shift hmm. so you would think that 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 warrants a, l- a little bit of a <laughs> lieutenant <laughs> junior grade
1: <laughs> yeah but I guess I mean you wouldn't want a bunch of uh, like senior officers running around yeah I can see that she should have just made up some ranks
0: <laughs> well at first i was thinking well you know they're they're not in communication with starfleet so they could do field commissions mm-hmm. but then i mean season five they started getting in regular contact with starfleet so mm. i don't think there was any problem with them you know promoting people <laughs> right well, I mean
1: a I I believe a Starship Captain wouldn't have any problem giving promotions to um anyone on ship with without um consulting um the fleet. Mm hmm. Have we seen any uh enlisted officers in Voyager?
0: Um Yes, yeah, yeah, we have. We have seen uh, non-commissioned officers um, that have no PIP. Um, They're just, uh, there's a handful of them Mm. that I know of. Um, But um, since all the uh, Maquis... um, were given Starfleet equivalent ranks, so right. I guess you could consider them all non-commissioned officers, because they're not actually a part of Starfleet. Right. That's why they have the the different uh, PIP style.
1: Yeah, I was never really a fan of that. Why not? I feel like they could have just wore regular insignia, because otherwise you're kind of just like pointing out that they're not the same as... The regular officers.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: It seemed like that shot hurt, or was just uncomfortable.
0: Uh, yeah, I think um, oh, I forgot what what it was. If it some virus or something. Right, right.
1: I I don't think they mentioned yet what it is. Oh,
0: spoiler alert. <laughs> Damn it. You can just bleep all that again. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's okay. I mean, how long ago did this episode air?
0: Uh, originally? What, Twelve years ago now. That's uh, Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> yeah. You
1: are. It's okay.
0: Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's great um, in how well these episodes hold up. Especially right. the graphics, I, I still think the the computer graphics are 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 some of the best, even compared to today's. Mm. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Maybe I don't want this relationship to continue. <laughs> no means no. Okay. Chakotay, <laughs> calm down. <laughs>
1: There's only a think- woman from the future <laughs>
0: <laughs> i I also think that um uh, her excuse is a little lame, considering uh the couples that have formed on Voyager, despite the the risks involved, right. Give it up, Chicotay. She doesn't want you <laughs> end this relationship. This this was seriously so out of left field. It was like two episodes and bam. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing they
1: have in common is like having something over there. Left, <laughs>
0: <they're> left eye. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully the the relationship between Tom and Bellana was given a nice evolution over multiple seasons right that's why it's it's one of my favorite Star trek romances. Another episode on the Starfleet escape pod <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs>
1: Hi, boy. <laughs> See, I feel like her cranial ridges were less pronounced than her daughter's.
0: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, probably her, her her daughter got a more aggressive uh, DNA of Klingon DNA. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Tom, you are not the father. <laughs> bum bum bum. <laughs>
0: Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Ooh, the the Borg <laughs> Unimatrix.
1: I always wish there was more uniformity to the to the design of this.
0: Well, what do you mean?
1: Of the uh, Unimatrix, there.
0: No, I I think it's I I like that it's kind of chi- chaotic. Hmm.
1: I have my own nano probes. Hmm. Very Borg-like.
0: Yeah, interesting that uh, Jane, future Janeway is uh, kind of using their own technology against them. Yeah. Now, for the previous uh, appearances that the Boar Queen showed up in uh, Voyager... Mm-hmm. uh was done by an actress by the name of uh, S- uh Suzanne uh, Thompson mm-hmm. who did a a really good Borg queen um, right. but I am so glad that they got Alice cringe for this last episode to really mm-hmm. tie it into first contact right cuz I I think she's a phenomenal actress and, um I was really excited because first contact was one of is one of my favorite Star Trek movies, All right? But but it was uh, nice because they added us some of the subtle makeup effects. Like there's this little neck ridge, right? That they have that was from um Suzanne Thompson's Borg Queen, so okay. they kind of merge the two to keep that continuity, I guess.
1: I say yes. I'm assuming they're trying to say that it was the same person. No, because no? that
0: one got destroyed, too. So it's implying that there's... Um, that once one queen is destroyed, uh, another one can be, I don't know, replaced or cloned or... Mm. I, I think kind of like maybe... Um, it's more like a Battlestar Galactica, where there's, like, the same model of Queen, uh-huh. kind of, and that their consciousness is just transferred when they die.
1: Ah. Which wouldn't be that difficult, I would assume, because the Borg shared their thoughts all the time. Exactly. So it wouldn't be that much of a stretch. And it seemed like maybe the Boar Queen was more robotic. Yeah. Uh-oh. Too late. She's been found now.
0: Dun-dun-dun.
1: Oh, cloaking device.
0: Yeah, Starfleet has cloaking technology. Mm. As we saw in Chainway (laughs) screwed.
1: We we saw that in *All Good Things*. That Starfleet had cloaking technology Mm -hmm. in this time period.
2: what's up uh, no. <laughs> oh oh snap <laughs>
0: The queen just got Trojan-horsed. Oh. Snap. <laughs> I, I've always liked that line. <laughs> really great Borg makeup effects on future Janeway, like mm. the assimilation.
1: how. Because she brings order to chaos. Yeah. Here they go. I found it weird that it would really interfere with the Borg technology. Oh, the the virus? Yeah, how, like, things just are, like, blowing up around her.
0: <laughs> well... I like to think that the Borg queen is really integral to to the Borg. I I love this effect where the arm just falls off
1: Go this way. (laughs) Turn (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) Oh, snap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and... I can walk with one leg. It's fine. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that continuity because in First Contact we see her... um, torso being lowered into her body mm-hmm. and kind of implying that the whole body is more robotic than organic right and i love i love i just love how it falls apart in this scene
1: How come they never just took that?
0: (laughs) How come the Borg? No, let's go to Wolf Three Five Nine, and we'll get to Earth eventually.
1: Yeah, why? Why did they never go that way? I don't know. Oh, I remember this
0: part. That is a shitty aperture. That goes all the (laughs) way back to the Delta (laughs) Quadrant. Well, great, we came all this way. Ooh, we get to see the uh, Prometheus design.
1: Oh, Galaxy. Oh, Excelsior class there. Defiant. I always thought that was cool. What? What? That they blew up the ship from inside?
0: Oh, yeah. That that was one of my favorite parts. I, I like that they had the sphere kind of, uh, like, take them into. Right. You get to see Admiral Paris. And then, whoa, Voyager. Dun-dun. <laughs> it's home. Finally. I wish we actually got to see Voyager maybe get home sooner in the mm-hmm. season and kind of deal with some of the after effects of what happened. That would have
1: been cool. Uh, a little bit more closure than yeah, what we get um, from
0: here. Yeah. Th- that's why I think I-, I like the continuation in the novels because you really get a lot of those questions answered. Yeah. Tom's a dead little Klingon baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, did well? This is obviously a different timeline. Uh-huh. So the the timeline that the future Janeway was from. Yeah. Did that timeline still exist?
0: Well, as as we know from the. J.J. Star Trek movie, it's it's just a different timeline. It's a different branch now, alternate right.
1: universe. So, like, what Janeway did basically had, like, no effect on the people that she really cared about, technically.
0: Technically, yeah. Awesome shot. I, I love seeing Voyager and Earth and all the different ships. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. Yeah. So what'd you think? Um,
1: it was shorter than I remember. But yeah. that's because uh I'm used to watching it with commercials, <laughs> I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. W- this was still uh an hour and a half, so it's yeah. still it's still movie length.
1: That's true. Uh I don't know, it's not quite what I remember.
0: So how how do you think it's different than what you remember? Is it for the better, for the worse?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm I'm left wanting more in the episode. Mhm. Um I feel like I feel more disappointed in this finale than I did with Deep Space Nine's finale.
0: Uh yeah definitely um Deep Space Nine's finale had a ton of closure right um and we e- each character really got their chance to shine um I think if they didn't shoehorn all of the seven of nine Chakotay relationship mm-hmm. uh, we could have got more of those moments out of this episode
1: right. Uh, I'm not quite sure why the writers were kept going back to that and why they needed to have like a make out scene with
0: with the characters uh, yeah i I really didn't like that i mean uh, I mean a pretty good chunk uh, of Of this episode, I mean, it was Seven of Nine and Chakotay. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. I want to see what happens when they get home. Right. Um, I think even as a better closure for the finale, um, maybe they could have just dealt with all this Borg stuff, Mm -hmm. got home halfway through the episode, Mm -hmm. and then maybe deal with Starfleet and seeing their families and more of a montage more something along the lines of the finale of Deep Space Nine.
1: Right. I, I would have even liked maybe a three-episode arc.
0: The, yeah, a, that's that, that's another great option. Yeah. E- even if they kept um, all this two-parter intact, mm-hmm. maybe give us one more episode that kind of ties it all together. Right. Right. A little more closure. I agree.
1: Okay, because we also we never see a movie. I, I doubt we'll ever see a movie of Voyager.
0: I don't think we're ever going to see a movie of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah,
1: I really wanted a Deep Space
0: Nine movie. You and every Trekkie alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I really wanted to know what happened with Cisco, but hmm. eh. Uh, f- for a finale, I mean, it's it's all right. I st- I still think the best finale is All Good Things.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, uh,
0: hands down. Um, but then again, they got mo- they got movies. They got more closure, yeah. right? And more adventures in the movies. Um, D Space Nine is a second for me. Um, don't even get me start on Enterprise finale. <laughs> I. That was a really good next generation episode, yeah, but not a great <laughs> enterprise one <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah, the enterprise finale has to be my my lowest in the finales, yeah, but uh, Voyager had it was a decent finale it yeah. did what it set out to do. Right, and the original series didn't even get a finale yeah exactly so,
1: <laughs> if you look at it like that Enterprise's finale was much better
0: uh, yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah well that, that's, that's Voyager's Endgame you
1: have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the four eyed radio network where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com, on Twitter at sfescapepod, or on Facebook.com/sfescapepod.
0: This has been a
1: proud production of the 4i Radio Network. Check out more shows on 4iRadio.com. Be me up, Scott.